Welcome to the Wedding Songs Podcast, featuring newly released songs you need to know and the tried and true classics. Get song ideas from the time guests arrive until the last dance of the reception. And now your host, Matt Campbell, founder of MyWeddingSongs.com. Welcome everybody to the 93rd episode of the Wedding Songs Podcast. I am Matt Campbell and today it is an awesome pleasure to have DJ Big John all the way from down under. He resides in the Melbourne and Sydney area and he's also the owner of Pro DJs Australia. DJ Big John, please give a hello to everybody listening today. Hey all, hope everyone's keeping well and thank you for having me Matt. I do appreciate your time today. Exciting. Awesome. I'm more happy than you are. This is going to be a great talk we're going to have today. Just like every other chat, I always like to start off with a great question of what is your most memorable moment at a wedding? Oh, awesome. Well, as you can imagine, there's quite a few being DJ for such a long time. But one of my highlights was probably during the time of COVID. We had quite a few restrictions here in Australia. And as a lot of people put around the world, we were quite closed down for some time. It was a wedding where I, tent, I was uh, emceeing and DJing at, and people weren't allowed to dance during this time. We got to improvise, and people can dance in their chairs and they'll bits and pieces. But it came to the time where we were doing our speeches, and I was hosting the speeches for a bridal party. The best man was meant to fly in from New Zealand to be part of these, this particular wedding. They couldn't do so due to COVID. They had to side hustle and have someone else be the best man. I approached the bride and said, look, how about we, we create a surprise for your husband to be? And maybe we can get him on a live feed on like Facebook or something like that. And I can bring a TV monitor and do something remotely and just surprise your husband to be. And she loved that idea. So he was novice to it. He had no idea what was happening. As I was hosting and warming up the crowd, my colleague would wheel in the big TV screen and, and, I, and we had the groom's brother online. He was on the screen and He's right behind the groom. And, and I said, well, ladies and gents, before we pass the microphone over to our groom here tonight, I'm going to ask the groom to turn around and actually see his brother alive. So he's part of the wedding. And the groom just burst out into tears. And a lot of the guests also burst into tears because it's just creating that moment and creating that, I guess, maybe that experience for, and that highlight for groom. And obviously the guest was really, really touching. And that, that really resonates a lot with me. That's one of my highlights. So I can maybe share. And there have been quite a few other bad moments too. Matt, to be honest, you get all sorts of weddings. I remember a time where a couple had booked me for a Sunday night event, a wedding, and all the paperwork was done for Sunday. Lo and behold, I'm at a gig on Saturday at another wedding. I get that phone call. That phone call came through at six o'clock. Excuse me, where are you? I go, your wedding's tomorrow. I know it's tonight. I go, well, no, my paperwork says tomorrow and you've signed off on it. What do you do? I go, look, live with me. I'll arrange something because we're not, you're going to wait you'll need to organize something. So I'm on the phone to my mum. Mum, you have to MC tonight. She goes, what? Please just fill in for me. I make another phone call to my friend, Sam, who's a club DJ, not a wedding DJ. Go past my house, pick up my spare speakers, pick up my spare decks. And I'm going to send my wife to come collect some Greek CDs from my event, pre-mixed ones, pass them over and just do this wedding. So my mum turns up and the biggest highlight, um, she has speakers in her boot and Sam's wearing a suit and so forth. As soon as she opens the boot, there's a lamb in the boot. As Greek do, Greek, it's Christmas time. <laughs> and mum went to the market that morning and didn't have time to take it out. So the groomsmen say to mum, hey, can we cook this tonight at the wedding? Lo and behold, you know, all those little bits and pieces came together. They pulled it off. Mum's quite entertaining like myself. And being of Greek descent, it was a Greek wedding also. It went off. They weren't too happy. Unfortunately, we wouldn't get paid for it. But end of the day, that was a pretty bad experience. 
I guess look on both parts because obviously the communication wasn't clear. But they had signed off to it and I was sent them the paperwork and that was the end of it. Yeah, there were all sorts of weddings, good and good and bad weddings. I think the one of the points needs to be made is DJs are very spontaneous in fixing problems and no matter what you fix the problem. I think that's kudos to you in handling that situation as well. One question I have about the, the good one, though, are you still streaming any weddings still today or bringing anybody in? It's not as popular now, Matt. Um, it was very popular during COVID times. There was demand for it, but we don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. Okay. So much focus on so many other areas now. Obviously, moving along with the times, keeping more people engaged with other activities, such as wedding games, which is really huge in the States, as you know. And it's not as huge here, but I implemented here and people just love them like even last night we had four wedding games and my couple offered me raving reviews in the night even the venue just said we've never seen this before ever here in Sydney it's about creating those moments why well, play boring background music well we had some fun during meal times they really 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 enjoyed that so that being said we're no longer doing other streaming at this stage but look if people want it we can definitely offer it if need be because it's a great item you can sell especially for family who can't be there on the wedding night so you can set that up uh, as a live feed or even record it and, and then just offer it back to them as a little gift, as a thank you. That's awesome. I want to get more into that in just a second, but I want to make sure I have you introduce yourself. Just tell us about you, your company, all the weddings. Sure. No, no worries. So my name is John Kukulis. I run a DJ company in Melbourne and Sydney. We go interstate. We, offer, we service the rural areas also. I've been, I started DJing in the year of 1984 when we uh, had cassette tapes and a lot of vinyl too. How I started, uh, my mum would host a lot of parties with neighbours back at home and our background's obviously Greek. Dad will obviously be on the barbecue and say, son, play some Greek music and I'm there going through dad's records and so forth. And I'm trying to mix these records with a cassette tape and pressing the high, the buttons on the hi-fi system and start experimenting, you know, from belt drive turntables to etc. It's devolved from there. People started dancing or getting into it. I'm thinking, oh, this is really something, you know. So I started buying my music that I started enjoying. And back in those days, it was Euro Disco and High Energy. We had a particular radio station at six o'clock in the morning. I'd record every station for these new songs I really, really liked. I started, had a milk crate. I started buying uh, one single, a 12-inch, uh, another one, another one. I had a bit of a collection. And then I'd do my first party about six months into it, a friend's party. For free, of course. You're there taking your music and the kids having fun and so forth. And it just took off from there. I'm hiring DJ equipment, puzzle police lights and things like that. And just evolved from there. So now, 37 years into it, I have DJs in Melbourne. I have DJs here in Sydney. We just start doing photo booths as an add-on with our services. We do dry ice, fireworks, which a lot of DJs do these days. It's just great. We're really, really, really busy, which is excellent. Just making sure that the guests are happy. My specialty, I specialize in five languages. It's Arabic, Greek. Spanish, Italian, and English. Look, every culture is different and every wedding is different. Um, seeing people happy is what really makes it for me. Do you get a lot of culture weddings there in Australia since, since you speak so many languages? Yeah, we do. As we know, all weddings are different. Some cultures are very large in amounts of guests. We're talking six to 800 people uh, sometimes. And sometimes the wedding is doing 20 or 30 people. It's making sure that we invest the time with a client beforehand and explain to them, look, there's no one DJ package that's going to cater for all weddings. Let's have a chat. Let's see what's important to you. Let's see what else we can help you with, such as wedding ceremony music, which is really big in the States. We do that, that here also as an add-on. We also make sure we cover everything in detail with the clients, tick all the boxes, and where we can try to go, go above and beyond also, just creating those 
Yeah, those moments of, ah, you know. <laughs> Even on the night, engaging with the parents, making sure that they're relaxed, well-informed. Um, all those bits and pieces really make a, a big difference uh, to a successful event and a memorable occasion too. Yes, DJs are not people who just press play. They definitely are the coordinators of the whole day. I did think I would go this direction, but I have to ask you, what would be the difference between a typical Greek wedding versus a standard wedding and going into that as well, what are some standards that you would play for a Greek wedding? Well, you've seen a really big fake Greek wedding, right? Right. It's a great starting point. With a Greek wedding, my aim is to find out where their background is from because different parts of Greece, you play different styles of music. People, the islanders, we play more Nisiotika, islander music. People from, from Kalamata will always play more Kalamatina music. There are variations of different styles of Greek music, but first and foremost, we arrange a Zoom consultation with the client. I need to know how many Greek guests are going to be there versus two English guests. That percentage difference indicates to me how much Greek music I'll be playing compared to English music as a ballpark. It's just an indicator initially. Then I pose the question to my client while we're doing the Zoom meeting. How much Greek music would you like played compared to English? Some want minimal and some want a lot. It's important we have that discussion beforehand to obviously set the right expectation. And then we go into this, the song selection process in terms of what I know is popular at weddings and what their family wants to obviously include because if some songs aren't going to work and you know they're not going to work, you explain to the clients, well, we can play it, but if it doesn't work, we need to obviously change immediately, change it up. Knowing the music, growing up with the music and knowing the backgrounds and the traditions such as smashing of the plates, which you may have seen before at Greek weddings, things like that, we obviously incorporate at different times of the night when it's obviously peaking. A lot of that doesn't happen at obviously non-Greek weddings. We obviously, like I mentioned before, we look at other items to include to build the atmosphere at non-Greek weddings such as the wedding games or other inclusions such as some special speeches, playing some fun music during the speeches also. That's how they differ. Greek cultural involved, but again, it depends on how much influence they want on the night. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously determine what they want on the night. My next question then, I'll keep it more broad. Are there other cultural, you mentioned Arabic, fun moments in those types of weddings that you could say, wow, I know this is going to be awesome at this wedding? It's mainly the dancing, the different okay. styles of dancing with cultural events. So my wife, she's Lebanese. Even at, at our wedding, we had to pre-mix CDs and so forth for the in-house DJ to play music. We didn't even get that right. But lo and behold, our cultures just blended. With the Arabic, they have different dances, have belly dances, what they call the dubka dance. But the wow factor for me on that night was seeing the Arabic drummers introduce us. So many guys would come in with playing the drums and so forth. It was so loud and the atmosphere was just electric. The whole room was just shaking. I never said it before. It's my first time. I'm going, wow, this is amazing. What an entry. After I looked into that, they also have uh, guys who do sword dances. There are many elements that you can add to that cultural difference, which it just blows my mind sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, we do fireworks here. We do dry ice here also. Most uh, used to fall overseas also. But just to see those little elements of traditions really make a, a huge difference for me and obviously the guests on the night too who, who haven't been exposed to it before. And like you said, if you play a specific type of music, doesn't mean that you have to play it the whole night. You can intermix between what's working and what's not working. I think that's really important for any wedding couple from anywhere. Just like here, you could have country music, but there's different types of country music. You could have yep. Texas country, you could have Red Deer country, and you have to really know, is it the bro country? There's a big difference <laughs> between those, and you really have to know what it, one doesn't work the the couple yep. has to be okay with switching it up 
I agree with you. And I also to my couples, it's a bad cliche, but I always say music is like fishing. You keep trying different baits until they start biting on something, give them what they want, the atmosphere, and then change it up from there. I always say that the best time to get an idea of what everybody wants to hear is during cocktail hour and during dinner, because you know, if you're playing this great sing-along song and nobody's doing anything... Okay, then during dancing, I'm probably going to be skipping this type of music. It's funny, to be honest, because sometimes some couples, we use an app and we'll go into that very shortly with the song selections, but a lot of couples still prefer to use Spotify. And sometimes we get massive lists coming from couples. And I tell them, there's only set, as many songs you can play during a dance breaker. If you want to choose your background music, I'll give them, I have playlists which I share with them to choose if they wish. But when they send me a massive playlist, I say, look, great, I love your, your love music. But a ballpark, the faster upbeat songs will get played during the dancing time and the slower songs that aren't really up there, I'll try squeezing through your dinner time and downtime for you. I was in a wedding planning Facebook group the other day and a bride was in there saying, oh, I, I gave my DJ eight hours worth of music and he's only going to play three and a half hours. Okay, that's wow. a little bit much. Thank you. <laughs> Since you're in Australia, I also have to ask about Australian artists. Are there any Australian artists that are must play during a, a wedding reception? Definitely. We have quite a few massive hits here. You know, Daryl Bathurst Horses is a great, so typical song, which usually gets played near the end of the night because it helps slow down the pace of the dance floor. They're singing to the top of their lungs to that particular song. Another popular song is by Johnny Farnham called You're the Voice. And that's another similar song that gets played near that time. But something I want to share with you is there's a particular song called The Nutbush, City Limits by Tina Turner, which is really, really popular here in Australia. An American song. I think Nutbush was a town where Tina Turner grew up in Tennessee. She sang that song. We have a, a special dance to that particular song here in Australia, which is not known in America, apparently. I've spoken to a lot of American people here in Australia and they don't have that particular dance in the States where they have more, I guess, line dances and cha-cha slides and so forth in the States and things like that. But I was quite surprised that it's a massive dance. And if you like, I can even share a link with you at some stage and and you can see that people absolutely love this song. So yeah, that, that, that song is one of our golden songs to get everyone onto the dance floor. So where, when we struggle, um, and the dance was a bit iffy. We would maybe throw this particular song on. It's called one of the golden nuggets. And lo and behold, people run from all directions to, to dance to this particular dance. Uh, it's not an Aussie song, but again, it's a song from the States, which is really, really popular. That, that's fascinating. That is a golden nugget. Like you said, if you're down there, then you have to play that song at some point during the reception. Yeah. I talked about this last week. It's an interesting thing because a lot of couples have done it throughout the years. A lot of line dances, the wobble, the cha-cha slide. And a lot of couples now are saying, I don't want that. There's so much good music out there. Let's sure. just go with the popular dance tunes that we know and, and we like. So it's been an interesting journey the last year of really fading away. Even the big guys like Bruno Mars, they don't want Ed Sheeran. It's like, God, we've been hearing those. The, the couples in their 20s, they've been to five weddings and they hear those same songs every single wedding. So it's been an interesting transition right now. That's true. Hey, by the way. Are there, are there any tips that you give to your wedding couples that are planning their wedding day? Initially, they come through with an inquiry or a phone call, you know, referral. And I always tell them, let's meet, let's invest the time together. It's really important. Your wedding's really important to you and it's important to me too. Once we obviously jump online and meet virtually or in person sometimes, I always share with them with your key songs or what we call the, the, the main uh, songs for the running sheet and so forth. It's important that they, they choose songs that 
one that resonate a lot with them at the same time that's going to entertain their guests also entry songs i try and encourage upbeat songs fun songs uh, back maybe 10 years ago i was encouraging movie theme songs like star wars entry or superman theme song entry just for a bit of fun but that's not popular that's kind of faded out now i said pick a song that resonates a, a lot with you for your entry and you know your guests are going to go crazy too but that's for the couple now when they have the parents walking in or bridal party walking in I ask them, ask them what's, what they're going to enjoy to walk into. Instead of you picking their songs for them, ask them what they would like. We obviously edit the songs and play the songs from the crucial point, from the chorus, because it's only got 10 to 15 seconds of a song as they're walking. But that's the entry part. Then throughout the song, throughout the other key songs, such as Cut the Cake songs, First Dancer, same thing. Pick songs that resonate a lot with you, but also songs that will blend well with other songs. Don't pick Elvis Presley Cup, Falling in Love With You, with an Ed Sheeran song, because it just doesn't flow nicely. If you want to keep it old school, Keep it old school. You know, keep it modern, keep it modern. Because music has to flow because it's feeling that moment, which is really, really important. They're the key moment songs. And then obviously with the requests, I always tell them, look, look at how much time we got for dancing time. If it's a two hours, roughly 20 songs, 25 songs per hour. Don't pick all the songs. Pick Maybe pick 10 must-play songs. Right. Make a B list of 10 or 15 more songs. We'll try to squeeze those in also. Because on the night, we want to take requests also from you guys. Sometimes they don't want to take requests. That's a question also. Most times they do. I don't open up to requests unless I need to, which is if the dance floor is fading out, I'll then encourage requests. If it's rocking, I won't even go down the path of requests. I think every DJ is different in how they, they take approach on that. But what's really important to me is that my couples pick their key songs and what resonates well with them and songs they want to have a dance to also. We'll go through all that, that whole process in our consultation when I meet with them. I think that's such a great point. Maybe there's a song that their friends were driving, picking up boys or picking up girls during high school, and they would always roll down the windows and sing this song. And it's a song that they haven't heard in a long time. I think that throwing those songs in there, it just adds such personalization to the wedding that if you know those as a DJ, it's an Instagram moment, as they say. This is true. Talking about the music, how do you handle music that you don't think it's very appropriate for a wedding day? Do you tell them to maybe incorporate it earlier in the in the evening? Or how, how do you handle that with couples? It's a great question. And thank you for asking that question. It's so important because a lot of couples will want this particular style of music and in that segment i need to have time to review their playlists because i won't just walk up to a party without reviewing the playlists i'll pick out a few songs and i'll let them know that these songs don't usually work at weddings based on my years of experience from what i've come across they're great songs maybe to listen to again in your car or at home or in the office wherever the case may be when it comes to the wedding, it may not be appropriate. I guess some genres that probably aren't appropriate, we don't play at weddings, is like thrash metal or hardcore techno, things that are intrusive for most of your guests. So you and your friends may enjoy some of those songs, which is great, but you need to think about what's going to appeal to most of your guests. Using that as an element, more times I say, yeah, okay, we understand that. But some, sometimes I say, no, we really want that particular song because there's a reason for it. Understandable. Great. We've communicated that. It will happen. When will it happen? Well, again, this is the next stage. So I'll play those songs during the main dance bracket? More times, no. Or more likely play those songs during the meal times. Or before the groom does his speech, if he really loves a particular song, I'll squeeze it in as, on the internet production and he'll he'll enjoy that moment too depending on the songs and how important these songs are will determine whether i do or i don't play those songs and when i'll play them on the night too speaking about music then what are you seeing is popular right now is it the 90s the 2000s what's filling the dance floor i'm loving your questions Matt. they're so awesome just around about five to ten years ago the 80s were massively huge here in australia and they've had been for such a long time 
90s also were super popular. Early 2000s are very popular. But my genres go back to 1940s, big band music. So I played on some rock and roll for the oldest too, but not a lot of it. But majority of music now, and the DJs I'll speak to, is that the 80s are gone. The new 80s is now the 90s. It's all the 90s stuff, all the bangers from the 90s that are really popular at weddings at the moment, in my experience, and early 2000s, the main decades that we play. So in that, the genres that we play would be top 40, commercial house, nothing too housey, R&B. The 90s also R&B is so popular, but not at every wedding. You've got to pick choose that particular weddings but then you know there are moments where you go up there into the early techno or early trans stuff too the edm stuff and start going off on that too later in the night but as you know there are weddings and there are weddings so you've got to pick those moments and, and obviously be able to read the crowd and see how they're responding to the music and obviously build that atmosphere on the dance floor and that's something we get a lot of great reviews on being able to read the crowd and just building those energies and those great moments also i did a wedding last night actually and they had a, a cardboard cutout <laughs> of jack sparrow so the groom went and grabbed the, the cardboard cutter and was dancing with Jack Sparrow card, cardboard cutouts. You know, you don't expect these things, but they happen at weddings, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny you say that. Look, looking at what's hot right now, I definitely see the pop punk of the 90s and the hip hop of the early 2000s. Like you said, it just depends on what the couple wants. Even EDM, I think raves and big shows that have all of the techno music, EDC here in Las Vegas, Electronic Daisy Carnival. I think that's just brought EDM to the masses and EDM is exploding and definitely to be played during the dancing part with the right crowd. Certainly. Just to close it out, where can they contact you if they are having a destination wedding? I want to have my wedding with the kangaroos or if they are already there and they just want to have a great party, where can they contact DJ Big John? Thanks, Matt. So our website is prodjsaustralia.com.au. Our Insta tag is the same, prodjsaustralia, all being one word. We're also on YouTube, again, prodjsaustralia, all the same name. If you see me at another wedding, come and say hello, and I'll offer you my business card, and have a coffee or a drink, and let's catch up. Let's have some fun together. Because it's about creating those magical moments to ensure that, you know, your wedding is a perfect success for you and your guests. That sounds fantastic. If I was there, I'd be giving you a call. So thanks everybody for listening. And thanks to DJ Big John for joining us today. Stay tuned for next week when we interview another wedding professional. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Wedding Songs Podcast. Never miss a future episode. Subscribe today to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook at My Wedding Songs and send us a message about playlists you would like covered. 